Excellent Movie Adventures! Welcome to another episode of Excellent Movie Adventures. And this week, returning from a brief hiatus, my lovely friend Thomas. Thank you, Pickle. Oh, no problem. You looked extra lovely today, so I thought I would say that. New haircut. Oh, nice. It's lightly trimmed. (laughs) (laughs) New haircut. By new, I mean it's the same haircut I always get. Yeah. It's just fresher. (laughs) I was shaving, and I was like, well, I'll do the sides a little bit. (laughs) I don't want to do a full haircut. Yeah, I recently just bought a new beard trimmer. Yeah. As you can see, I have not used it yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if you were trying to grow it out or not. I'm, like, undecided. I'm thinking, like, I want to, like, keep it not so, like, scraggly like it is yeah. right now. But grow it out? Grow I don't it. know. Maybe. I haven't really decided. Keep it well-groomed. you got to get a brush, a little bit of beard oil. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see That's how work. that all goes. I did that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know. I must not have been around for that. Like, I've seen you with, like, a beard, mm-hmm. but not, like, a long beard. I mean, it wasn't super long, but I don't know. Like, don't the know. longest I think I've Maybe. ever had my beard, when I was working in Salt Lake, I had, like, three inches at one point. Yeah. Maybe it was which isn't that long. Yeah, it might have been when you were in Kern, or a, yeah, Salt Lake. Yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't see you as often. There was, like, a couple months there where it was, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, four or five inches. <laughs> yeah. I have specifically the driver's license that I had to get while I was out there. Yeah. Has a, the photo of me with that beard <laughs> on it. I don't have it anymore. I threw it away. Yeah. Because like I wasn't like trimming it on the sides or anything. Like I wasn't yeah. grouping it at all. It was just growing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like for some reason that photo makes my face look really fat. <laughs> no, your face so always looks fat. <laughs> I hated that driver's license photo. No, in all of my other photos, I feel like they look just, my face looks just fine. Yeah. I don't, like, looking at myself, I don't consider myself to have a fat face. So, I don't know. They looked fine to me in the other photos. That's, like, the one time I've ever had what I consider to be a bad driver's license photo. Like, all the other ones I feel like are, they're okay. No, I just consider all my pictures bad, so Mm. I'm par for the course. Mm. (laughs) But, yeah, that one had the beard, and none of the other ones have a beard. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you watch anything good recently? Um, I started watching the show called The Bridge, and okay. it sounds really fun. So there's a suitcase with a hundred thousand dollars in the middle of this gigantic like bridge? river oh, lake. Okay. Yeah, but the people have to build a bridge to it. That's eight hundred fifty feet long. Okay, and it sounds interesting because it's a reality the, show. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. It, uh, <laughs> I did not think that's what it was at first. Yeah. So, well, I was flipping through. It was on HBO, and I saw the bridge. I was like, what is this? And it looked kind of like whatever. And so I just read the description. It said, people living in the woods have to build this bridge to get um, $100,000. Like, oh, it could be interesting because it's like none of them are engineers. They're just whoever. So I start watching it, and it quickly, quickly turns into just stupid. They're not living in the woods, per se. They're like... Fully stocked kitchen, <laughs> huge pantry. It's so big that they actually have all the things you need to make beer. They're living in, they say, like a little hut, but it has 10, 12 beds in it, lights, heater, everything. And it's just a reality show where these people have to like have one leader. Only one person gets the, uh, the money in the end, and they have to build it however they need to. The log's already cut. And so they have to, like, plane them if they want or just throw them in the water. And they have literal thousands of feet of rope 
<laughs> like they're giving them everything except for electricity for tools. They're just like, you got to do it by hand. Like, okay. Wow, okay. Yeah. And so all the people on there are just really stupid. And I got like halfway, maybe a little more than halfway. And the, uh, they say, you have to pick one person to be your leader. And there's this guy, he's an older gentleman has a lot of experience and like works in a factory, really mechanical minded and stuff. And, uh, he wants to be the leader, but he's waiting for everyone else to choose him as a leader. But when they say, who wants to be a leader? He doesn't say, like, I'll be the leader. This is on the first day. This one guy's like, hey, I'll be your leader. I think, uh, you know, I've done it before with work. It'll be good. So the guy's like, I also think I'd be a good leader. And, you know, I got great morale and all this stuff. And so they vote for this one guy. And then uh, the guy who wants to be a leader but doesn't say anything gets all pissed off at everyone that no one voted for him. <laughs> After they get done voting, he's like, you guys just judge me before you ever get to know me and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? It just, it was too much. It was too stupid. Hmm. The whole premise. I was like, this isn't a real. So you going to keep watching it? No, not at all. I stopped it after that. (laughs) How many episodes did you get in? One. Oh, just one? This is the first episode. (laughs) It got to like all this stupid drama. And it's just like this, this one guy in particular, like I do not care for him. And he's the one throwing a fit about everything. Like, oh, they just judge me before they get to know me. But he's not trying to talk to anyone until after. And then he's like, I just can't believe no one chose me. <laughs> like, shut wow. up, dude. Oh, it's so dumb. So I just, I couldn't stand it. The whole premise was dumb. <laughs> after I really got to see what it was. And it's uh, narrated by James McAvoy, too. So I was like, oh, this should be really interesting. Huh. Like, high caliber quality people in there. Nope. <laughs> not at all. It was dumb. That's an odd choice for a narrator, too, James yeah. McAvoy. Yeah, well, it's all English people, so it's like, yeah. who could we get that's not busy? <laughs> <laughs> well, so they, they found one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more X-Men for a while, so. You uh, know, I feel like he kind of had a rough go of it earlier on. Yeah. Because he was on that that show that was filmed on 25th Street, right? Or was that a different guy? No, that was a different guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. They look very similar. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not just like... Nah. Okay. <laughs> I'm making a mistake a lot of people make, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the show you're thinking of is Everwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where Chris S- Pratt got to start. Really? Yeah. He's huh. the brother of the main girl. Hmm. Yeah. I remember him in a bunch of other stuff, like uh, Wanted. That's a James McAvoy movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... He's the best friend who steals his girlfriend behind his back or whatever yeah. and then still wants to be his bro. <laughs> <laughs> he smashes that keyboard into yeah. his face. <laughs> that is a good show. It is, man. It's I feel like that's it's kind odd. of an underrated yeah. film. It is weird. But, it, I mean, it's based on, like, a graphic novel yeah. or something. But I remember a lot of people just, like, ripping into that film because it's like, <laughs> that's not how physics works like bullets don't curve yeah. and it's like it's a movie dude yeah like get over it yeah that People being don't... said i have that same problem <laughs> <laughs> i see where it comes from but i can i don't know i think it's it's a cool yeah. idea you yeah. know what i mean that you could like whip the gun as you're shooting it yeah and the bullet would like curve <laughs> that'd be sweet I mean, I understand why it doesn't work because that's yeah. not how physics works, but <laughs> what? it'd be cool if it did. It'd yeah. be cooler if it did. Yeah. Way cooler for sure. I'll tell you what, I'd be practicing those shots at the range. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how dangerous shooting ranges would be? That would be Everybody so cool, Everybody standing there is like 
rocking the Han Solo <laughs> grip. Yeah, it's <laughs> just wild. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be sweet, though. That would be awesome. Um, also, that movie has cool, like cool guns, and the bullets are all like decorated yeah. and cool and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie. It's got a stellar cast. Yeah. Yeah, that movie gets a lot of hate, and undeservedly so, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably deserves some of it. I was gonna say mm, fair amount. But I, I mean, I bought that movie. I would yeah. watch it again. If we hadn't just spent ten minutes talking about it, I'd review it on this podcast someday. <laughs> Two um, years down the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bump it down the road a little yep. ways. People will forget. <laughs> um, let's see. I really haven't been watching anything. Yeah. Um, when I got here, I saw you were watching Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. Is I that was. terrible or is it okay? No, uh, it's okay. I it's mean, it's a good what you movie for like the kids. Yeah. So, I mean, it just it did just come out. I forgot yeah. I was watching it. But um, mostly just because we're, like, we're probably just shy halfway through it. So, yeah. I haven't invested a lot of time in it yet. I will say this. They're probably going to finish watching it. Mm-hmm. I probably will not finish watching it. It looked terrible from the previews. Yeah, you know, I I, I like... Maybe it's just because I'm such a huge Who Framed Roger Rabbit fan. I yeah. like the idea of, like... Live action. Live action and cartoons. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of more jarring, you yeah. know? Like, it's jarring it's... in Roger Rabbit too. but I think... I'm, I don't know how they made that movie. I haven't done no yeah. research to it. But with Roger Rabbit, they had actual puppets to interact mm-hmm. with. And even though it is 2D characters on the screen, it feel I feel like they mesh better. Yeah. So even though it might be jarring from time to time, like it's also an old movie, so you just kind of let it slide. Yeah. You know. But with this, it's like a new movie, and the cartoon characters are like extremely crisp and sharp. Yeah. And they don't blend. They made it look too 3D instead of just cartoon 2D. Yeah. I feel like. Maybe that's what they should have done. I feel like that would have been better. Uh, to their credit, every animal I've seen in that movie so far is a cartoon. Yeah. So even if it's like not a main, like just some, some random dude across the street watch, walking mm-hmm. his dog, the dog is a cartoon. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, points for that, yeah. if nothing else. And I mean, the Tom and Jerry slapstick stuff is yeah. classic. Yeah. So, hmm. you know, they're at it again doing their usual stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I thought. We might be able to watch that today. We were doing a movie night, and uh, Jackson wanted to watch Sonic. And so we pulled up the Sonic one, and that just came out with Jim Carrey. And he's like, nope, that one gives me nightmares. <laughs> you haven't seen it. He's like, no, we're not watching that one. He wanted to watch the cartoon Sonic movie, and I couldn't find it. Uh, and so I'm, like, flipping through all this stuff, and then it was on HBO, I think. And then I saw um, the Tom and Jerry. I was like, what about this one? He's like, no. Sonic. <laughs> yeah, all right. So we ended up finding Sonic. Yeah, we were going to watch, because um, we were just having dinner, and then we were going to watch Seinfeld. Because mm-hmm. uh, the last little bit, I have been watching a little bit of, I started re-watching South Park from the yeah. beginning. Um, I don't know if I'll make it all the way to the end, because there's just <laughs> so many episodes. Um, but I've been on kind of a kick. I also started replaying The Fractured Butthole <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Uh, I turned the difficulty all the way up, so my, that means my character is black. <laughs> um, yeah, when you're creating a character at the beginning of the game, you're like you create your character, mm-hmm. and then when you confirm, like you know his hair and you know what his clothes Everything that he's wearing is. and stuff. Once you confirm that, it takes you to the screen with a slider, and you there's like a handful of different like skin <laughs> colors to pick from. Yeah, and it's the difficulty selection, so it's like. <laughs> 
the Asian skin color is on the left. That's easy. And then white and then like Hispanic. And there's another one. I don't know what it is. Arab. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then there's black on the far right. Jeez. And when you select it, it's like, don't worry, this doesn't affect combat. Just every other aspect of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so I confirmed that. And then in the first um, combat, it lets you pick a difficulty challenge. And mm-hmm. I put it on, um, I can't even remember what the name of it is, but it was the hardest setting. Yeah. So I'm playing the game on the hardest possible <laughs> setting. And so far I haven't had to like, my only deaths in the game were from like weird stuff that happens in the world. I haven't died mm. during combat yet or failed a mission or anything. Yeah. But like if you walk up to KFC, like these big turret guns come up because it's like <laughs> a banned substance or oh, whatever, okay. or a controlled substance in the world of South Park. And I walked up to the door anyway. And so they just gunned me down. <laughs> so I've died three times all because of something like that, mm. where it's like, I've got, um, in the very, very beginning of the game, you walk past some sixth graders mm-hmm. and Cartman warns you like, don't talk to them, man, they'll kill you. And I walked right up to them to just yeah. see, just to I see. honestly wanted to see if I could fight them at a low level and win. <laughs> and they just like a cut scene just plays where they just beat the crap out of you. <laughs> like, and then it's all, you're dead on the screen. That's you awesome. have to start over. But, um, yeah, so I'm sure that eventually this kick will rub off, run out, yeah. you know what I mean? And then I probably won't care about finishing the show. Yeah. But, um, I'm almost to season three, I think. I don't remember. I, I made it through season one. That was kind of rough. Yeah. The earlier, it's getting better as it goes along, but I've come to realize that I'm a fan of like the more refined Absolutely. South Park than yeah. the earlier. And it's not the animation that bothers me. Like I'm okay with like mm-hmm. the crappier animation from early on. Yeah. It, but I feel like because of the limitations they had then, they just, they don't flush stories out as much. Uh-huh. And so like, I don't know, some of the jokes just aren't as good and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like they're, and a lot of the stuff they're doing is like purely for shock factor. Yeah. It's just, I think at the beginning, they just didn't know how to write a story. They had a, an idea and just mm-hmm. didn't know how to really flush it out. Yeah. I mean, just like it with everything, you yeah. get better with practice. Yeah. Some of them are really good. <laughs> yeah. Which explains why the show continued. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'll let you know how it goes through all 17 seasons. Yeah. And then, (laughs) um, the last few nights at dinner time, um, we've just been watching random Seinfeld episodes (laughs) and that has been going swimmingly because I love that show. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, um, I guess should we jump into our movie? Sure. So I got to pick it before our little detour we went on. We had some scheduling issues and stuff. We were doing a foreign film month, <laughs> but that is no longer the case. So um, anyway, this movie wasn't in a foreign language anyway. It was just filmed yeah. in England, elsewhere, which is technically a foreign, foreign. country, uh, even though the film is in English. But the movie I picked was Attack the Block, yeah. which is a great movie, I think. I've been talking I to your, <laughs> I've talked your ear off about it multiple times in the yeah. past. I think this movie is awesome. Um, anyway, I like parts of it. Yeah, so it came out in 2011. It is a comedy. It's rated R. It's basically about some hoodlums yeah. that are, They're you know, they, they work a block, essentially, yeah, bad in part England. of the neighborhood. Yeah, and this, like, meteorite with an alien species on it crashes down into the middle of the street. Um, they kill it, 
because it's an alien or whatever. Yeah. Um, they kill just it because it's kill different. It with, yeah. With baseball bats and stuff. And then um, it happens to be the queen or the female of the species. And so there's this pheromone that's like released into the air and more of them start crashing down and they start like coming after these kids who have like the blood of it on them and stuff. Cause it's, yeah. they're following him. But I think the aliens look really cool. Aliens are awesome looking, especially their glowing teeth. That was cool. Yeah. That, so I watched a special feature on how they did this. So there's, um, there are actors in suits mm-hmm. that are playing the aliens. Um, and the jaws are like mechanical and stuff. Yeah. But then they go in and they re-rendered it using the computer to okay. make them darker and more black. Huh. So they look almost 2D. Okay. And like really flat, yeah. which explains why like it looks that way sometimes. Yeah. But the reason for that is that they wanted these monsters to be like without, um, like they didn't Defining want the shapes. audience to be able to define their yeah. shape. Yeah. Um, which I think is a cool idea. Is a good and idea. I like that. Um, yeah, the glowing teeth are cool. And I like mm-hmm. how, like when their mouth is closed on the sides, you can still see yeah. the teeth and it looks like eyes until they open <laughs> yeah. their mouth. Yeah. Well, that first reveal with that part, it was like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah. what's wrong with his eyes? <laughs> and they do some cool stuff too. Like when the aliens are attacking people, like when it, that kid who gets his leg bit, when the head mm-hmm. comes through the door and it like clamps down, <laughs> yeah. they do some cool stuff yeah. in that movie with the, um, with the practical effects that I think really stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the, like I said, it's rated R 2011. Um, it was filmed in the UK and it was filmed on a $13 million budget and worldwide it made six. <laughs> so it lost money, but the movie did launch the career of John Boyega. Yeah. Who later went on to be in star Wars and but Detroit with this being a big old failure. Did it really launch him? Yeah. So he got that role mm-hmm. in star Wars because Abrams had seen attack the block okay. and loved the movie. And hmm. he thought that Boyega was great in it. So he cast him. So yeah, he actually got it specifically because of this movie. Nice. Pretty All cool. Right. Let's see here. And the director is this guy named Joe Cornish, which I should have, he also wrote the film. Okay. Um, I thought, wasn't Edgar Wright involved with it? Uh, I don't know. I know Nick Frost is in it. Yeah. Um, Joe Cornish. Let's see here. I just clicked on him and uh, a still of Hot Fuzz came up. <laughs> so he was one of the writers for Ant-Man, Tintin. Let me see what else he's written. Um, that's really, he hasn't really done much. As far as a writer goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wrote The Kid Who Would Be King. Never heard of it. He wrote the screenplay for Ant-Man in 2015. Mm-hmm. And that animated movie, The Adventures of Tintin, he wrote the screenplay for that. And that was all after he did Attack the Block. Okay. Hmm. So, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why a picture of Hot Fuzz comes up. Because he definitely did not direct that. That was Edgar Wright. Yeah. Maybe he's just buddies with those guys. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Nick Frost isn't it? Yeah, he's <laughs> good. I liked him in that. Um, I was gonna say we should go over the cast, but really, it's John Boyega and Nick Frost is the only <laughs> notable people as far as well. Jodie Whittaker, the oh lady, yeah, the lady. Yeah, yeah, I recognize her from. She looks familiar. But I, I actually didn't know her. initially I thought that she was someone else. I thought she was the lady who was in Disney's The Kid, but it wasn't oh, okay. her. It's a totally different yeah. lady. <laughs> like when I actually like queued the movie up to watch it, yeah, it wasn't her at all, but. 
Um, she's most recently, she was in an episode of Dr. She's in a bunch of episodes of Dr. Who. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's the assistant or something. I think. Yeah. I don't know, but she's in a, she a handful familiar. of episodes. Yeah. In a movie called journeyman. So I don't know. Hmm. She's been in a bunch of TV stuff though, mostly. So I recognize her from somewhere. I don't know where because I didn't watch. I didn't watch, <laughs> you didn't uh, watch Doctor, Doctor Who, Who. <laughs> so I don't know. But um, anyway, she's one of the main characters, so she's worth. She's definitely <clears throat> yeah, worth noting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> worth noting. Uh, John Boyega, like you said, Nick Frost, and then some of the rest of the crew. Uh, Leon James, Alex Esmall, yeah, Esmail, yeah, and, uh, Friends drama. Um, I don't know. That's probably all there is worth mentioning. Um, the two little kids in this movie that like want to be part of like the game. Yeah, yeah. I like that their names in the film are Probs and Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought they were pretty hilarious. Anyway, what were your thoughts on the film? I, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. It was all right. Um, I don't know. It just didn't grab my attention. I found it. Just kind of, hmm. um, yeah, the aliens were the best part of the film for me and that was about it. Hmm. I didn't find it really captivating by any means. Like I was halfway through the show and I started like messing around on my phone and I was like, I need to pay attention. <laughs> Maybe it'll get good for me. It didn't really ever get good. It was, it was all right. I mean, if it was on and I didn't have the remote by, I'd be like, yeah, and I'd leave the room. I wouldn't just sit and watch it. But, you know, it's not one of those I'm actively going to go out of the way and just like, no, I'm not watching that again. Wow, that's crazy to me. I have seen this movie like six times. Yeah, and you talked it up so much. It's like, all right, this is going to get really funny and really good. And the writing was okay. I, yeah. there was See, I don't think that, that the story is like over the top. It's no. super simple. Yeah. Yeah. But the lines, there's a few lines here and there that were funny. But other than that, it was just like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I just think the situation is funny that just some kids yeah. end up having to, like, fight this alien race. Yeah. And, like, it's classic situation where, like, adults are around, mm-hmm. but they, like, don't seem no, to notice yeah. what's happening until it's too late every time. Yeah. And then these kids just are dealing with this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's it's conf- I like that they were smart enough to write in the whole pheromone thing because that explains why it's in why such a small yeah. area no one else is and nobody else is really being affected by it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I feel like the writing is at least smart enough to get around weird pitfalls like that. I didn't see any, like, uh, plot holes, like glaring ones at least. No, the ending wasn't, (laughs) they blew him up with fireworks. It's not fireworks, it's the gas from that apartment. Oh, yeah, he shoots the firework in. Yeah, that's what, yeah, Yeah. but it ignites the gas in the apartment. That's true. See, I was a little distracted by it not being great. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think... I think it is, I don't know, for me, I wouldn't say it's, like, as good as, I don't think it's, like, a top-tier film or anything, but I think it's great considering it's, like, a $13 million movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sure. John Boyega's first film, essentially, and nobody else really notable is in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nick Frost is a drug dealer. He's barely in the movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, probably 10 minutes altogether. Right. <laughs> um, But... I don't know. I just, I like what they were able to do with it. I think for me, it's 
kind of just a remarkable little movie. <laughs> so for me, I felt like, you know, it's all right, but I didn't buy it because, you know, it wasn't streaming anywhere, but mm. I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm really going to enjoy it just in case I'm just going to rent it for $3 instead of the $12 I wanted for it. So I rented it for the $3. I kind of wanted my money back, but I kind of was <laughs> oh, like... It's definitely worth the $3. Well, yeah, so I kind of wanted my $3 back, but I kind of was like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, see, I like this movie, man. I like... I think... I mean, you're talking about it being worth, like, the $3 to buy it. I mean, I own this movie. Yeah. Like, a physical copy of it. I knew you did. And I've had it probably (laughs) since, like... 2012. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got it later on. Like, it was a movie that was on my, like, radar for a long time before I finally purchased it. Mm -hmm. But I've probably owned it for, like, five years or so. Okay. And I probably watch it, like, once a year. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Which isn't a lot, but this movie, just something about it, man. I don't know what it is. But I love the alien creatures. I think yeah. it's, it's... You know what it reminds it me of? Really, those alien creatures, they stand out. Like, in the oh, world yeah, of absolutely. science fiction, they are super unique. They are really cool. And just the everything that went into making them is... Like, they spent that money really well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I would take those... I If they were going to make another Attack the Block movie, which John Boyega is trying to get funded, and I will <laughs> see it. But um, I don't know how they would, like... You know, like, how are they going to, like, what's the plot for that? You know what I mean? Well, because there's other aliens and they didn't get rid of everything. There's still fire ones out. <laughs> yeah, more I come guess. down. I guess. Yeah, there's probably more of them around. Like, yeah. there's that one that was standing by the kid in the dumpster for, like, the whole yeah. movie. You know, why the rest of them are scaling that building. Mm-hmm. So there's probably some more around. But, um, I don't know, just a chance to see those aliens again and see what else they could do yeah. with it given the star power that he has now. And obviously they'd have a larger budget Yeah, and people, more people would see it. You know what I mean? Like just having him (laughs) attached to it, say they get, I mean, I don't know why they would go get somebody else to write the second one. Yeah. They should get the same guy, Joe Cornish or whatever his name was. But um, like, say this was like Edgar Wright was attached to it, even just as a production credit. Yeah. And then people would go bring back Nick Frost. Mm -hmm. People would definitely go see that and it would make money. Yeah. Not a ton, but it would make (laughs) some money. You know, I mean, it'd be like, it wouldn't be a total waste like like this one. Like, well, no, I'm saying it'd be like the initial turnout of a movie like Shaun of the Dead or something where it's not initially successful. The success comes later, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the kind of movie it is to me. I don't think that the writing is like super hilarious. I just like that. I don't know, the interaction with, like, all the, the kid actors. Like, yeah. I feel like I didn't, at one point in the movie, think, like, oh, man, these are terrible child actors. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, and that's what I was going to say. They all seem like they're actual friends, and, like, yeah, they, I, they're believable to me. Yeah, they're all, like, I don't know, 16, 15, 16 mm-hmm. that time. And uh, for me, when I was thinking about it, like, they're not bad actors like a lot of young kids. They're good mm-hmm. actors. Like, it didn't feel forced terrible acting it felt like good acting but i just wasn't drawn into the movie but it reminded me a little bit of like sandlot how like a modern sandlot these young kids trying to fight this big beast kind of thing and yeah i'd say that's probably a good um like idea comparison similar yeah it's not nearly as good as the sandlot but yeah if you're going to compare it to something with like child actors and stuff, that's the closest I could get. Like if you like Sandlot, it's kind of a similar premise. These guys, these little kids are 
fighting this big monster thing mm-hmm. and there's no adults around to help at all <laughs> till the very end. The only difference is this movie has blood and guts and people are dying in it. Whereas in Sandlot, hey, there's dying dies. in it. Almost dying. In the Sandlot? Yeah. Who dies in the Sandlot? No, almost dying. Oh, Squints. almost dying. He's yeah, drowning. You're right. He did yeah. almost die. He gets die. saved. He does get saved. <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that lotion. <laughs> oh, man. Who didn't have a crush on Wendy Peppercorn I know. as a kid when you see yeah. that movie the first time? <laughs> she saved Squint's life. If you're an adult, knock it off. <laughs> As a child, yes. Yep. Um, oh, man. What else? I just, I also I, like that they have to, like, run back home to get, yeah. like, real weapons. <laughs> yeah. And some of them, like, the one guy, his dad's like, hey, you got to walk the dog. So he's, like, has to take care of the dog real quick before yep. he can go out. And the one brother kid, like, steals the sword from his brother's room. <laughs> and, like, you know, yeah. I don't know. There's some cool stuff in there. Um, I think the John Boyega's character Moses wasn't necessarily flushed out super well. No. Like you find out that he's from like a trope, like he doesn't have parents mm-hmm. essentially. And he's like living with an absentee uncle. Yeah. Like at the very end of the film, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that kind of explains why he is this like hard character. You yeah. know what I mean? And not like, well. I don't know. It kind of shows that he's just kind of an, Falling hard times, like he's eventually starts selling those drugs. Like he kind of wants to, right, but kind of yeah. doesn't want to. Like he's a good kid, he knows he shouldn't be doing it, mm-hmm. but he's got to do it. Right, but they, what I'm saying is like they don't, they, they hold do. off on telling yeah. you any information about mm-hmm. him until the end of the movie. And so, like, I get that they want you to see, like, oh, that's why he's doing all this stuff, yeah. and he's willing to, like, you know, get in with this. Uh, I can't remember the name of like the hardcore drug dealer. Yeah. Um, who writes that terrible rap? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember That's how so it goes. Bad. Yeah. Um, but it has that part where he's like, uh, like, get the gun. Blap, blap, blap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it reminds me of, it kind of reminded me of the movie The Gentleman, that rap for the <laughs> the kids. Yeah. But that's actually good yeah. in that movie, whereas yeah. this is not good. <laughs> um, well, the rap's not good. The movie is. But... Um, I like when uh, they meet. We meet that character for the first time mm-hmm. in the weed room. Yeah, and um, how uh, they think that the dead alien is just a puppet. Yeah, well, they think it's a monkey. Yeah, somebody stuff. thinks it's a shaved yeah. monkey, <laughs> but it has hair on it. No, that one doesn't. Oh, doesn't? Yeah, it? no. I thought that was the first one they kill, and it has some hair on. No, it. the first one they kill is like we don't really see it until after it's they hold dead. It up. Yeah, but it's like pink. That's the skin. It's like pink and gray and stuff. So I well, thought yeah, I had... there's some hair on it. Yeah, but you can see the skin. Okay, it's like it's not like the other ones where you can't see the skin at all because there's yeah. so much fur. It's like a hairier Smeagol. You know what I mean? It's like that's kind of what it looks yeah. like. Younger Smeagol. He still has hair. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you can, the hair is like super thin. You could see right through it. I so. think it was that thin. But either way, a shaved monkey. I think completely shaved, not like still covered fairly. Well, with hair. Yeah. But, yeah, I did think it was funny where uh, he's like, hey, uh, I got this thing. Can I hold it here? He's like, uh, what does he say? We well, can put it in his weed room. That's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the safest place in the whole block, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I like that they're talking about, like, these different places, and then that's just, like, the name they give it, and it's not code at all. It's yeah. like <laughs> the, weed the weed room. The weed room. What's in there? It's a room full of weed. <laughs> 
which seems like, you know, a funny payoff, but I mean, it is, it's pretty funny, but it doesn't, it's not as funny as when they do it in other films, Yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but it seems like a staple of like these kind of dry comedies a little mm-hmm. bit where they're like, Oh, we got to go over to the blue room. What's the blue room? Well, it's a big room and it's blue. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the same thing. Just it's mm-hmm. a room full of weed or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they get all the stuff and bail. I personally, I think the funniest character in the movie is the guy who is just like getting just his there. groceries. Yeah. So yeah, he's just there. <laughs> like he's walking up to get in the elevator and he's like listening to this hardcore gangster rap or whatever. And, uh, um, it's that song, the sound of the police. It's mm-hmm. like, whoop, whoop. And, uh, he's like listening to it and bobbing his head. And then like these little gangbangers roll up and he's just like, I'll get the next one. <laughs> like yeah. he's going to wait, take the next elevator up. Yeah. So he like everything that happens to him is just bad. But he like, he's the guy who like is able to explain what's happening and yeah. stuff just cause he's like a college student who just likes to smoke weed or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? But he's not actually trying to get into any trouble or anything. What does it say? Isn't he the guy who has his car get smashed and then there's little gangsters and he's like, is that your car? He's like, no. Because he knows (laughs) he's going to get jacked because he's got money. Yeah. (laughs) But then the car gets smashed later by one of those alien things. Yeah. And then he's like walking down the road and the police are coming and he's bought the weed (laughs) so he jumps over the bushes. Like, as they're coming right at him, like, they would totally yeah. see him. He's just terrible. But, yeah, his car gets smashed right then, so he goes back because he sees yeah. one of those aliens, so he just takes off. Um, that chase scene through the streets with the alien I thought was really good, too, yeah, where, like, good. the multiple aliens are chasing him on the bikes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I like, uh, like I said, I think those little kids, the two little kids who play Probs and Mayhem, I mm-hmm. think they are hilarious. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I I mean, thinking on it afterwards, I can see kind of where you're coming from because to me, the highlighted characters are the ones who aren't part of the main crew of characters, you know, like the hands down, the funniest and most interesting characters are the, those two little kids, Nick Frost, Mm -hmm. the guy who is just there. And, um, uh, I guess the hardcore gangbanger who, you know, he's barely in the movie also, Mm -hmm. which his death was pretty good. Yeah, it I was thought. pretty good. Yeah. How he's just like, <laughs> he's like convinced that he has to say like some menacing stuff mm-hmm. and be like this scary guy all the time. And then that's what ends up getting him killed. Yeah. Cause he can't just like pull the trigger and get things done. Yeah. <laughs> like he's making everybody do everything for him all the time and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like when he, uh, comes down out of the elevator when the guy's coming back after his car gets smashed yeah. by the alien and he gets out of the elevator and he's just like covered in blood because he's <laughs> killing this alien in the elevator. Yeah. And he's just like, I'll take the next one. Like again, he's yeah. not going to get just on waiting. the same elevator. <laughs> like half the movie, he's just standing around waiting yeah. for elevators. Yeah. I feel, I don't know, man, maybe, I mean, like I said, the plot is super simple. Mm-hmm. So, that might be part of the reason why the movie can drag a little bit. Cause I agree that it does have some pacing issues. Yeah. It's not a brisk watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I myself, when I'm watching it, like there's moments where it's like, I'll go get a drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's some slow parts in yeah. the film, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, 
Oh, also the main girl who gets mugged at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. I like her character a lot. Yeah. But we learn all about her right at the beginning of the film and who she is and mm-hmm. why she's there and stuff, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, another highlight for me is the fight in the hallway when the, okay. like, did they throw smoke bombs in the hallway? Why is it so smoky? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it just smoke bombs? Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it was that or if like a fire extinguisher exploded or something, but. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure they just had a a crap load of fireworks. Yeah, but that's what they're doing is they're just shooting fireworks down this hallway, and, like, they're trying to walk through it, and, like, they're slowly getting, like, picked off at the Mm -hmm. edge of the hallway, and the one guy gets lost. Yeah. He gets turned around and, like, drops his glasses so he can't (laughs) see. I don't know. I think there's some great stuff in this film. Because, like, there are, like, moments like that, I feel like those really stand out and are really well shot, you know? That's because the rest of it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There are some boring parts, but, I mean, yeah. again, it's only a $13 million budget, and the whole movie takes place, like, basically in this one building for the most part, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I don't know, but I liked it. Yeah, it was all right. All right, well, I guess it doesn't get a bus- button push. Nope. Won't allow it. <laughs> well anyway I would still recommend it to people one if you're a big fan of John Boyega which I'm not like a huge fan of his but I do think that he's pretty good Um, he's fine but if you like I don't know a silly quirky indie films or silly like a silly take on like an alien invasion yeah alien invasion I blended those words together I think this is worth a watch if you got a couple hours of kill and you've watched everything else, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We just don't agree this week. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's not the worst film I've seen, but it was, you know, I expected more. That's probably my fault. Mm. I probably talked it up too much. Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do think this movie is good. But you're right. I, I have been talking your ear off about it for like five years. Not even that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, right after I saw it, I started telling people about it because I thought it was awesome. I think it was, when I first remember hearing about it, it was probably when we started the podcast. And we were, oh, really? Yeah, when we were talking about movies. Well, that's just because I wanted to cover it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I've talked to you about it before. You probably just don't remember. Because it sounded boring. <laughs> no way. If I'm telling yeah. you about it, there's no I way forgot. I made it sound just boring. Just like, I can forget this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, let's see here. I actually pulled up the Wikipedia page, and I yeah. was going to see if there was any interesting stuff going on while we were talking, but I was too distracted by talking to you about it. That'll happen when you talk to me. So, yeah, Creature Effects. This is off the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was two guys in just gorilla-like suits, and they are all black and stuff. But yeah. when I was watching, like, the making of, like, filming it, you can see the fur and, like, the mm-hmm. texture and the fur and how the light's hitting yeah, it and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can see it Where a in the movie. In the movie. A little bit, but they've taken ton a ton of that out. Like they okay. they have almost taken all the light out of it because hmm. that was like the artistic direction was they wanted like the characters almost like they um, don't absorb light, but like they repel yeah. light. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they tried not to show like we were talking about earlier any of like the shape of the monsters at all if they could get away with it. Yeah, uh, but they had animatronic draw animatronic jaws that were controlled by someone else, not the person in the suit. <laughs> and they were saying that like um, the actors who were in the suits were saying that like they have to get all their direction beforehand 
because they couldn't hear anything the director was yelling at them <laughs> once they were in the suit doing the scene yeah. because they were so loud because they're all oh. the mechanic, like the mechanical parts is yeah. just like surrounding their head. Huh? So interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Do you know why this was written? Uh, no, why was it written? So the director was inspired to make this film after actually being mugged in real life one night. And much the same way Sam was portrayed in the film, he noticed his five young assailants were just as scared as he was and started researching their lives. Hmm. So that's probably the most interesting part of this film to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I just get so sidetracked by how cool the aliens are and yeah. stuff, but that element of the story where the girl who gets mugged has to hang out with her muggers for the rest of the film yeah. is pretty interesting and how like, obviously she doesn't trust them. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's probably the biggest pitfall. It's not like a, it's not a plot hole, but it's a character flaw Yeah, that those kids don't seem to understand why she seems to have it out for them mm-hmm. when they know they mugged her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it seems like Moses is the only one who understands that. Yeah. And like, you know, he gives the ring back to her at the end and the one kid is still like, Hey, that's mine. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, you know, like she, you got bit by that alien earlier. She's a nurse and she's been working on your leg the whole movie. and You're not going to give the (laughs) ring back. You stole from her at the beginning of the film. That was kind of, I don't know. One of the things they could have done more with that for sure. Yeah, They could have. And then at the beginning of the film, I don't know when they were like surrounding her and stuff. They just looked so dumb. I was like, just kick him in the nuts. Just kick him. Do something like. They well, they just, have like a knife pulled on her. He he pulls out the knife later, like a little bit into the talking to him. Just like, whatever, get out of here, punk. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it's. I mean, the movie does take place in like basically modern day England. Yeah, and you know they lead. I mean, like, they have tons of stabbings there and stuff. Cause people yeah, because people guns are have, outlawed. Right. Yeah. Which is why there's only, like, two handguns in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, and they, like, don't even get used. Yeah. <laughs> like, the one guy, the gangster, he shoots that alien in the mm-hmm. elevator. That's the only time it really gets used. Yeah. But the other gun isn't even a real gun. Remember? It's a yeah. cap gun. Because he goes to shoot that alien yeah. and it just goes, pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was a funny gag, I thought. I remember laughing pretty hard about that. But yeah, I agree. They should have done more with that uh, storytelling aspect. Yeah, and I don't know where uh, the girl gets out of the the police van, and after they crash into the gangster and stuff, like I just run into my house, like I honestly say, "Screw all of you! You just jacked my stuff. I'm not going to help you." But it would have been a much shorter film that way if I had been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she goes because they like one of them like smashes through her door or something. Somehow they get well, into her apartment. Yeah, because she she's not trying to let them in. They force their way into her apartment because they're, they're just like running up there after like just following her because she obviously knows where she's going. And they're just kind of like I don't remember. I think they're banging on the door. She has an opportunity to close it but I don't remember. It's been like, well, cause they weeks. come around the corner. Like they do follow her, Yeah. but she's like trying to get her door open as they're running down the hallway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they stop it as she's closing it and force their way into her apartment because she runs into her bedroom and locks the door. Yeah. And cause I thought then she remembers she's looking for the phone, but it's in the living room. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been a few weeks since I watched it, but I 
thought they she was closing it, and then they're like, wait, 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 and pounded on the door, and his face is right there or something. I didn't uh, remember. Yeah. I don't. Maybe, maybe not. I maybe mean, I also wrong. watched this two weeks ago when we were gonna do it. Yeah. So I'm a little hazy on it, but I'll say I have right. seen it a few times. I'm pretty sure that they. Like, she's trying to hurry and get into her apartment. Yeah. And then they, like, they catch up to her, which is why she runs mm. into the bedroom to get away. And then one of those alien things, because they're following Moses because he has the blood all over his jacket, yeah. busts through the door or through the window or something. Somehow that gets into her apartment, the alien yeah. does. And that's why she goes with him is because she knows that she's not, not, she's not safe. safe on loan. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, to continue on with the uh, creature effects here. So, yeah, so they had a lot of black spiky fur, which doesn't reflect any light. That was what they were trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, let's see. The claws and the rows of bioluminescent jaws um, were redone in CGI, although they were lit up on set in the costumes. Hmm. Partly as a way to help, like... Um, the actors be able to see through the jaws. Cause if they were like illuminated, then yeah. it's like a light in front of them. That they can yeah. like see. Cause sometimes when they're like closed, you can't see through or out of those things. Yeah. And they're filming at night a lot of the time and stuff. There were over a hundred effects shots, which were completed over the course of four months. Let me see here. The creatures have no eyes and hunt and find mates using an extremely evolved sense of smell. Their movement is enabled mainly through echolocation and according to the dvd commentary which i did watch the echolocation noises are made by creatures which were a combination of a dolphin sonar mixed with the grunts and snarls of a dozen other animals <laughs> basically uh including a woman screaming <laughs> and the yeah, they do sound cool too like when they yeah. open their mouth and like bark and stuff but yeah some puppets were used such as the smaller hairless female alien. I agree with you though. It wasn't completely hairless. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's how they made the aliens, but they're super cool. Um, I'm going to say Joe Cornish, the director based the character of Brewis, that bumbling white guy uh, on himself when he was in his twenties. Hmm. So in the scene where the meteorite breaks open and the female alien cocoon is revealed, mm -hmm. uh, director Joe Cornish has expressed his wishes of keeping this prop as a back garden decoration. Hmm. I guess that means he didn't get to keep it, but he wanted it. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he grew up and lives in South London, which is where the film is set, uh, which probably is why so much of like the dialogue between the characters is so yeah. fluid because you know, he lives there. So he hears it yeah. all the time. I don't know. That's all the uh, interesting stuff that I'm seeing. Yeah. That's about it. Well, do you want to plug our stuff? Yeah. Follow <laughs> us at, at excellent movie adventures on Instagram and then Gmail. If you want to send us a message is excellent movie adventures at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter. Excellent movie pod. Yep. And you're on Instagram and Twitter. Yep, at Pix Adventures. And I'm also linked to the... the I'm like one of the first followers for the podcast, so yeah. you can get to me or the podcast through there. Do you want to know what we're watching next week? Uh, yes, I do want to know. In Bruges? Ooh! Yeah. The film that made me realize Colin Farrell is a great actor. Oh. I already knew it, but this movie is great. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew he's a good actor, but I wasn't really a huge fan of him. This and movie then, put him on the map for oh, you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. I like this movie. Mm -hmm. I 
don't think I own it, oddly enough. Yeah? We'll go upstairs and check after this. I might. All right. If I don't, I will buy it this week. <laughs> nice. So, anyway, I guess we will see you guys next week for some In Bruges action. Woohoo! Bye. See ya. Excellent! Yeah.